0: yo hey everyone welcome back to the podcast i hope you are all having a fantastic summer if you've been listening throughout August, then you'll know that we are sharing some of our favourite episodes, and today we are going way back into the vault to share an episode from October 2019 with the one and only Trevor Nelson. Oh, what can I say? DJ, broadcasting legend. I was so excited to sit down with Trevor, and this episode did not disappoint. We talked about his incredible career and his career advice to anyone getting into the creative industries whether that's in the music industry or, or anything, entrepreneurship, uh, the rise of digital media. And he was just, he was just wonderful. I absolutely loved it. So let's dive in to October 2019 with Trevor Nelson.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, they've just got to be lucky to get given a break Mm. and find that thing they're
0: good at. There's
1: something that will get you out of bed every morning, effortlessly.
0: Welcome to The Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today's guest, well, let's just take a moment. Today's guest is a multi-award winning DJ and broadcaster. He is a record company executive and a producer. He is the ultimate urban music pioneer, and he has interviewed many of the world's most talented music icons, including Beyonce, Whitney Houston, and many, many more. He was appointed MBE in 2002 for his work with the Millennium Volunteers Program. His is the name most synonymous with r and culture in Britain. Welcome to the studio, Trevor Nelson.
1: Almost the best intro I've had in a long time.
0: Yeah, almost? <laughs> thank you. It was great. Oh my gosh, great. thank yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, where do I even start? I
1: don't where? know, at the beginning, wherever you want to start. I'm, I'm here, I'm at your... If I sound tired... It's because I'm still grinding okay. hard.
0: Okay, cool. to well, that's gonna probably
1: get... why I'm still going.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to get into all yeah. of it. But I guess I should start, firstly, by saying thank you. Thank you for being here as part of the Power Hour for Black History Month. And also thank you for all of it. You know, you've inspired so many people. And I just truly think that your impact, it's immeasurable.
1: That's really, really, really nice to say. That. Because um, before everybody was... I don't know, as aware as they are today, there was a time when people weren't that aware, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, what I've seen emerge in the last 20 years is crazy um, for for people like myself. I have to say people like myself, that generalises, but yeah. And, uh, you know, so when you got your chance 25 years ago, you had to take it. Mm. And you had to realise that every story, every step of the way, all eyes are on you from a certain... Minority of people, mm. you may not be the biggest thing, but to certain people it's a big thing
0: yeah yeah, you're doing it
1: <laughs> coca cola <laughs> um yeah, and i i was i'm very conscious, I was always really aware of you know my position, and so I had fun, it was hard work, it's music, it never felt like work, even though I'd made it work, um but I was always conscious that little babies like you would turn little acorns like you would turn into (laughs) oak trees and one day say to me
0: yes Yes. you
1: know and that that means a lot
0: yeah no more than
1: any award trust me
0: amazing amazing so you were born in hackney yes not too far from here and your family's from st lucia Mm -hmm. so growing up when you look back on your earliest memories and on your school days what did you want to be when you grew up and did you have your sight set on music from day one
1: Absolutely not. I went to school, secondary school, just round the corner, walking this stone throw from here. Right, central foundation, and I grew up in Hatton, Winter. Um No, I was at primary school, and just like any boy, I was quite. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I was quite bright. Yeah, I was reading the newspaper at four or five. I was writing my name. I remember went to nursery and I could write my name when I was three and a half. And I remember the letter came to go nursery in. so I knew I was, you know, and my parents knew I was quite. Everybody sort of said to me, oh. and then when you get to ten, you we all do a little sort of tests. Um, it was called eleven plus at the time, and it's English, maths, and something else. And you get you get one 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 if you're, and three of us got one one one, and so the sort of headmaster goes he should try for the grammar school two and a half miles down the road. And I'm like, no, I want to go to the local school where my mates are going. I don't want to go to grammar school. Anyway, I got in, yeah, got interviewed and got in. I remember, you know, thinking, so then i remember thinking, okay, but this grammar school was going through a transformation. It was turning comprehensive. And a lot of the kids went to work in a city and did good things. But I was pretty much no ambition because I didn't know anyone at uni, not one person when I was 15 or 16 did I know went to uni. Right. So that was not an aspiration, mm. that was scary. Um, everybody in those days got a trade. Everybody wanted to work at 16. I wanted to be independent. And the only respect I could get from my parents was to contribute to the house. Mm. And the only independence I could get from my parents telling me what to do was to get a job. So I stayed until about 18, 19. Um, but at 15, I got a part-time job. In a shoe shop? No.
0: Oh, I in read a, you had a shoe y- shop you're job. You're absolutely right. That, did that, when was that?
1: You're right. That was in Revelle in <laughs> Dalston.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Saturdays. But before that, when I was 15, I worked in the greengrocers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I worked Saturday and Sunday for the sum total of eight hours work for £8. Pounds. Okay. I earned £8 pounds a weekend and I told my mum, you don't need to give me school dinner money anymore. You don't need to give me bus fare anymore. I'm independent.
0: I'm a grown man. At 15. Yes.
1: I turned, I, I somehow survived on that money, believe it or not. And um, I never asked my parents for another penny after that. Wow. So I was a big man. I was walking into my house like, big man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, but I hustled my, you know, I, bought, I started buying music, I started buying and selling stuff. I made it, it you know, ends me. And um, when I left school, I didn't have any A-levels. I had eight O-levels, which was eight GCSEs back then. And I kind of was a bit scared right. because I didn't really know what I was gonna do. I didn't really have a career plan. I worked in retail and I just worked, I managed a little shoe shop in Bethnal Green. There were three members of staff on a Saturday. I was not very good at running a shoe shop because at lunchtime I tended to close the shop and go to the records shop. <laughs> And then lunchtime was the busiest period <laughs> of you know the I mean, so some days, I mean, I was a little bit, you know, that was my calling, music. Right. So one day, I, you can interject at any time. I'm just giving you my early story. So one day, the guy in the record shop in Clapton said to me, I've got this big book of, like, it's like a Bible of music from that were all old school tunes in warehouses in America, and I can order them really cheap but you know more about it than I do. Now, I'm 18, 19. I'm like, okay, let me look at the book. So I look at the book, and there's all these titles there. And I'm like, yeah. So he says, um, so he offers me a job. So my job then becomes, you know, he did really well off what I ordered, old, old titles. But then my job became importing new music into the country and selling it to record shops for this company. So being a van man, an importer you know, collecting music at, at Heathrow, whizzing around the whole of the southeast of England, coming back at eight o'clock, getting on the phone to America, phoning the guy who's going, yo, man, we got a new group called Public Enemy, man. And I go, really? Yeah, man, they're hot. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, give me 50. No, man, you're gonna need more than that. And what, what do they sound like? he would take the phone, put it up against the speaker. That's I how I listen. Seriously. I love it. So I started at, you know that tune? That Drake said started at the bottom I was that's where I started in music at the very beginning and it just snowballed from there
0: here you are but I mean I mean yeah you can say snowball but I guess Mm. already right from the start you know there's the work ethic there's the graph there's the willingness to Mm. also the confidence I think the confidence and willingness to say yeah I can do that yeah I can do that and trust yourself because how did you know you know you could have I don't know it could have been a disaster but you you obviously had not just the passion, but also the will. I think
1: everyone's good at something. They've just got to be lucky to get given a break mm. in, and find that thing they're good at. What you, there's something that will get you out of bed every morning, effortlessly, yes. you know. I, the word work is a four-letter word. I do believe 80% of people hate going to work, like a swear word. Those 20% who go, I love my job, People hate you. They <laughs> hate you when you say that. Yeah. People hate. Have you not seen that?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely.
1: Say, say people, yeah, I, 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 the moment it feels like work, I want to stop doing it. People hate when you say that. Mm. Because I did it for nothing for so many years that when I started earning money doing it, it was like, oh, it's a bonus. Yeah. You know, I do this anyway.
0: Mm. And, well, it's interesting then you just said about, you know, getting that kind of, Having the the will or the talent or having being good at something, but then having that in, so I'm sure you must get asked for you know lots of advice from people about like breaking into the business, mm. getting your foot in the door, and the industry must have changed you know so much over the years. So do you think that process has changed too? Do you think that it's harder now for people, or is it easier these days for people to get access to those those right people, those right places, and to kind of get that door open for you? Yeah,
1: your generation always doorstops me every i mean and you think you're a generation before the current generation don't you sure no but you're part of the same generation right i get door stopped all the time i get um can i you got a minute and i'm like yeah i give everybody a minute anybody anybody at all wants to be a broadcaster anyone in music who who stops me and asks me but i don't have all the answers it's really important that people work out how to, to sort of carve their path my path was like, you know, you're digging a tunnel with a pickaxe and you're just chipping away, chipping away. You're enjoying yourself, but you're chipping away. Before, before you know it, 10 years have passed and you're halfway through. Mm. You don't know where the other end of the tunnel is. You just keep, I'm still chipping.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm still chipping. And right? there's
0: no one in front of you to follow.
1: There you go, there you go. So I'm chipping and chipping and chipping. With the kids today, they can see right through the tunnel. The problem is they can see the other end. Clear as day, and they want to get there as quickly as possible. It's a big, it's a big problem with everything being so quick and accessible today. You think Jay Z's a billionaire without work ethic? There's no way that guy just. You think just because he he's got flow and he could, no way. He's hungry. He wants to be a mogul because he doesn't have to be. He can live comfortably without being it. He wants to be what he is. Mm. I don't want to be Jay Z. I've never wanted to be a mogul. In fact. Money's not my, my motivation. I, if I don't work tomorrow, I don't live. I have to give my house back. People may be surprised at that, yeah. but I don't have any income coming in at all unless I work. Mm. And that's why I wanted it, to keep me hungry.
0: I love that. I love it, that. It's
1: mad but it's true.
0: Yeah, and it's also it's really true. Yeah, I love that because yeah. yeah, you're right. People might be surprised to hear it and also the the work ethic bit, you know, people the, the impatience and as you said people don't want to hear it but mm. you know it's true and I think you can nothing can replace it. That's something that I'm hearing a lot of is like, you know, the the kind of the shortcut or the hack or the yeah. top tip yeah. and it's like yeah. hard work. That's well, always the tip.
1: Take me, music is my reason for broadcasting. I could broadcast now and do other things. I get offered to do a lot of things, but my plate is full with music. So I sort of look at it and I go, okay, that's what I do. Music's what I do. It's great. How do I stay hungry after 30 years of doing this? I find a way. I find a way to re-motivate myself. I look at young people now. There are loads of radio stations at all different levels now to join. Loads. There are lots of ways of, if you want to be a producer, if you want to make music, there's lots of ways of getting your music heard. Just post it. Just share it. If you're any good, share it. Mm. If you're any good, you're going to get feedback immediately. You don't need to sit in a record company like I used to run a label for EMI. And I had a thing where, let me give an example. Mid-90s. I get a demo tape. Well, not demo tape. I get a call. We had loads of demo tapes. Gosh, I used to listen to them. They were horrible. (laughs) But then you get a call from somebody in the know. It says, listen, I... There's somebody worth meeting and you, then you pick your meetings. So you're in a little office in a big building, a bit bigger than this room. And see her. world-renowned, famous singer, great songwriter, incredibly successful. Not young,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because she came to see me in the 90s. Right. Definitely talented. Not a star. In the 90s. This is really important. Mm. Not to start in the 90s. Listen to her stuff. So, That's why I'm meeting you because I really love your stuff. Quirky as hell. Really funny girl. Really just, I really loved her. Couldn't sign her. Knew it wouldn't work. Ten years later she's writing songs. Twenty years later she's a global star. Mm. You're like, because in this day and age, the world can accommodate see her as it did Ed Sheeran, as it did Adele, as it did Rag & Bowman, as it did all these non-Kylie looking people that we were programmed to sign. Do you Mm. see what I mean?
0: Yeah, the timing wasn't right. Timing wasn't
1: right. And interestingly enough, when I um, left my job at EMI, which wasn't highly paid for what I did, I was head of A&R at a label. I could have made it higher paid, but I I didn't feel I earned it. So I left, I I got the MTV gig, and I was doing MTV and Radio 1 at the same time. And I thought, this is, it's not right that I'm signing artists and having the I'm the guy everyone goes to. Mm. So what, do I, what am I going to do with my artists? Am I going to play them? Didn't yeah. feel it was right. So I left. What? You're not leaving? Are you mad? I'm like, yeah, I am. Well, double your salary to do one meeting a week. My lawyer got this cracking deal. And he said to me, oh, I got you a great deal like double your salary one meeting a week and I said no and he was no longer my lawyer oh. basically
0: how did you do that how did you because when you say it now people are like okay how in the moment were you not thinking I might regret this you know no no, no. was it gut feeling? what was
1: no it was it's what everybody does now anyway they don't mm-hmm. do what I did they just take the money no one bats an eyelid yeah good for you you've earned it with me it was I don't want anyone ever looking like you've read my cv and anyone listening who knows who i'm going yeah and he's done more than that
0: a lot more right
1: no but i'm just saying (laughs) but no one can say i've ever done anything untoward you Mm. know in my career it's really important to me that's the hardest thing Mm. this is a work. this is a generation now who demand free stuff right (laughs) demand sponsorship need sponsorship this is the joy you guys have that we didn't have Mm. i got nothing at the time so every every day you had to go right okay got proof my worth got proof my worth and i think i genuinely think I, I love the fact someone can be sponsored backed for what they do because someone likes you and and likes what you're about and likes what you stand for and want want your name associated with their brand i think it's fantastic i really do and i'm not judging anybody who who does that the people i do judge though are people who want to get somewhere in life to get free stuff
0: yeah, they want that stuff but they don't want the other stuff. Yeah, side. you got to if you're listening
1: to this, right? I would say to you, you'll get found out. Yeah. You got to have substance. It's really really important. Yes. I, maybe I'm over the top in my head about it, but I just think you just got to have substance.
0: No, no, you're right. I think the smoke and mirrors yeah. and the kind of all of the showy and the talk, you know, like you said, if you can, if you're talking the talk, you've got to, you got you to gotta have the stuff. It you makes know? you
1: bulletproof. Mm, yeah. And I feel bulletproof.
0: Amazing. Well, taking it back here, yeah, you're talking about the 90s, mm. talking about, you know, MTV. And you're right. I did do, you know, a lot of research. I do my research for this show and I went back mm-hmm. way back. I'm watching those interviews, you know, and like the lick, MTV, yeah. you yeah. know, the the guests include, you know, Jay Z, Mariah, Lauren Hill, come on, you know, everyone. So I guess I was kinda of thinking, at that time First of all, like, what was that like, you know, in terms of these are the biggest people <laughs> in the entire crazy. world. But you didn't look phased. Like, you're no. sitting there on the sofa, like, close to Beyonce. Yeah. I'm like, these, they're friends. They're mates. Mm. You're just, you know, up there chilling. And I'm thinking, like, did that become normal? Did that feel, did it ever feel like, yeah, I'm, this is my job. This is what I do now. Or was it always crazy?
1: It was normal. Normal crazy. I, I have to admit, I, I even sometimes, because some people post them on YouTube. Mm. I've got a cupboard full of interviews and stuff. The I Whitney got, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was something else, though. I can she, give you, I can give you so many bits on that that sort of thing. She looked amazing, right?
0: She looked amazing, but she's also pretty intense.
1: She's scary. Do you know what I mean? She's like, scary. yeah, she's very scary. intimidating. She kind of yeah.
0: was. I was all the way thinking, is she gonna? She kind of she is she vexed. Is she happy?
1: Yeah. yeah. You know. I can give you. Do you want? I us. Well, Tell us. Basically, Tell us. Um, I'd never met Whitney. I'd, I'd been somewhere where Whitney was once, in America, and I saw. A side of Whitney that no one, no one from our end had seen, and it all came out later. The totally presentable Whitney and the kind of high Whitney, you know. Mm. And it was only if you're behind the scenes at a record label in in the business, you might have seen that with some artists. It was a night New Edition reformed, and I and I flew. I think it was Washington or somewhere like that, and all the black music industry were there, puffy everyone. Yeah, because Biggie had been killed. Um, a year or so earlier and Puffy was with Bodyguards and it was really weird but um, a one-on-one interview she was by far the most intimidating interview I've ever done but I think I held my own you, you know, did she, they shut down HMV for Whitney one evening there was a queue going down Oxford Street of people waiting to get autographs and signatures for a new album the album was um, the album the R&B album she did you know it's not right. It's okay. Yep. My love is your, love. all my love Yeah, right? I love that. Dope well. album, right? So the good. first proper R and B album she ever made, mm. and only proper R and B album she ever made. Because yeah. before that, it was all pop.
0: ballads and yeah,
1: and really pop. So she's got to come talk to me. That is how I had it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> you got to have Trevor. You're, You're the guy. Yeah. Okay. So I get the call, and you know our show was so so powerful at the time. The lick was such a big deal that we got everybody. Everybody wanted to do it yeah. because they used to come in here and doing a bit of Top of the Pops and some dodgy interviews with people who aren't invested in black music, who just ask them the most basic questions. And all of a sudden they got a guy who clearly knows his stuff and, wow, and the crew, really multiracial crew, and it's, well, I mean, am I in England? <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I You know, it was a bit like that. So that's why we got the love. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting up in a room, probably in the store. You've probably seen it. And Whitney... Whitney sits opposite me, and I tell you what, Jay Z, no problem. Lauren Hill, although I was in love with Lauren Hill, no problem. <laughs> of course. Beyonce, no problem. I knew Beyonce from seventeen, sixteen, so we were always good, right? Yeah. All these people, but Whitney, Mariah, even a, a fluffy kitten, <laughs> diva, 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 J Lo, all of them could handle. Whitney, you know you're sitting opposite Whitney. I love that though. Yeah. I love that. I felt in the, in a the sweating going on, right? <laughs> But I'm keeping the, the I'm keeping my exterior calm and she's getting made up, sort of fixed up, and she's got her bodyguard standing behind her who rumoured was rumoured to be a very, very close friend. Mm-hmm. Right as well. There are all these things bouncing about at the time at the time. And I sit there and say, um, Before the camera's properly rolling, good flight? Good flight? Nothing. Oh no. I mean nothing. Oh no. Nothing. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's gonna be this one's going to be tough. Wow. But a minute later, she goes, yeah, it was fine, thank you. And I went, "Oh, I know how this is going to go. Oh. I'm in control of this interview. <laughs> but, you know, we, she, we had a good interview. Mm. I got what I wanted. She got what she needed, which is her talking about her music and her album on a very, very specific platform mm. directly to R&B fans, which is really important for people like that who are pop artists. So... You go into interviews like that and really they don't have the power. You have the power. They need you. Yeah,
0: you're doing her you're doing Whitney a favor. They well no, I don't want to sound like that, but they (laughs) they do
1: need you to give it that tick of the album's banging. Do you know what I mean, by the way? You know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. And they want that. They want that. And and they wanna be and she wanted to be I'm hip hop, you know, heart and the the thing that I didn't realise is prior to that, she's getting these dodgy interviews, she's getting people probing, she's getting people asking about Bobby all the time, she's getting You you see what I mean? So Mm. they're weary. So that's why she was more like that than ever. And no, she was fine. Mm, It was fine. And it was the biggest test as an interview for me.
0: Yeah.
1: It just was, you know, but everything else was easy.
0: Amazing. I love it. Oh my gosh, I could listen to you all day. I've got
1: stories on every interview. (laughs) Of course you have. Loads. I'm not going to let you
0: leave. You know what? I'm gonna take it. I want to talk to you about the Power Hour and yeah. about you know, uh, yeah, all of that. But before mm-hmm. I do, just off that story, I actually have a story to tell you. I wasn't. I don't know if I'm gonna keep this in, Jack. You might have to cut this out. This is basically a mistake that I almost made for today, but oh, I didn't. Okay. So basically, obviously, like I said to you, Matt, yeah. you look worried. Yeah.
1: yeah. No. 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 Go. Go. Go.
0: You know what I said? I'm. Saying, I'm doing. I
1: don't know your mother, do I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. I can't. What's going on? Uncle Trevor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Basically. That's what
1: they call me. Actually, oh, that's my nickname.
0: Hey, yeah. oi, oi. so yeah. basically I was mm-hmm. research, like I said, research research. I, and I do, you know, like to do that. I respect yeah. people giving me their time to come on the show. So mm-hmm. I want to do my homework. So after typing in Trevor mm-hmm. and Nelson multiple times on different search engines, I see uh, Trevor Nelson Mandela interview. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is iconic. Let me just put that in, ask him about that. Mm. And then I look a bit closer and it says, Trevor meets Nelson Mandela, and it's actually Trevor McDonald from uh, ITV Newsnight.
1: <laughs> you could have made it. Yeah, I would have walked out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I
0: would have walked out. Yeah, I would
1: have walked, yeah. out. I would have walked yeah. out. I would have walked out. No question. Yeah. So you um, know, prepa- we're the two most famous Black Trevors in Britain.
0: I mean, yeah. No question. Yes, you can't be mistaking it. But it just goes to show yeah. that preparation is it's the very key. important. Is I've the key. never,
1: I never met Nelson Mandela. I met uh, one of his right-hand men post him being free. I can't remember the guy's name though. Um, at Brixton Academy, that was it. Um, but yeah, never met him. And I had a chance to meet Barack Obama, and I didn't take it. Really? T- you know, like because the group of people who were going to meet him were a sort of black caucus of business lawyers, and that, and I didn't feel part of that. that those guys, mm. and I kind of regret it. That's another thing I regret because I I, I respect him enormously. And in light of the way things are now, even more, mm-hmm. you know, because he had to put up with a lot of stuff to keep that front that he had all the time. Whereas our current, uh, well, not ours, America's current president is unfiltered, as you know. So, okay. um, but yeah, that yeah. was, I don't know, sometimes you just sort of don't want to meet your heroes.
0: Mm, well, yeah. you know,
1: you know, what I mean, It's just like he, you know, for me, listen, Obama's hands aren't clean. He's a politician. All right. But just what he achieved, in my lifetime, I was reduced to tears, Mm. you know what I mean? I was absolutely in bits when he he became president, just because I was like, in my lifetime, are you mad? That's not going to happen, you know, but it did.
0: Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Power Hour. So, you know, I love to find out from people, you know, their journeys, as we've shared and talked today, but also, you know, what gets people out of bed, what makes them excited, inspired, and particularly if they have like a morning routine or anything that's cultivated that kind of sets them up for a good day or a bad day. So, yeah, I'd love to know what... Well, firstly, what time you get up in the morning. I mean, I know, you know, DJs, broadcasters, yeah. Pasha for 15 years, Nabitha. I kind of feel like I might know, but I'd still love it's, you to tell us. It's not
1: the best way okay. of living. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> Do you have a morning routine? I, I Well, shall I tell you about health first?
0: Yeah. Because
1: it's... Because
0: is this, it's, um, is this I, a, new, a new venture? No, no, no,
1: no, no. I've always been moderately healthy, especially for a DJ. Mm-hmm. And it's not aesthetic... I mean, to be honest, when I did television, you are more aware of your appearance.
0: Especially now, 5K. Yeah,
1: yeah you're more aware of your appearance. My aim, I mean, guys want to be hench all over the place. Young guys just walking around hench, almost toppling over. They're so hench, right? But I think it's more important to look good in your clothes, if possible, if you're a presenter. You know, and, you know so there's a difference between piling on muscle and just looking healthy. Um, So I always try to do something twice, minimum twice or three times a week. My missus, bless her, doesn't see me until the weekend (laughs) because she gets up at 6.30 or 7. I come in at 1 and I don't go to bed. I probably fall asleep downstairs in front of the telly catching up on programs because I I just do adrenaline thing from my shows and stuff you know this is nightly this is Monday to Thursday so I that's why I don't get full sleep
0: okay
1: so I may get five hours a night which is not you know that's not good Ooh, that's no, not I'm, good I'm
0: twitching at that bit yeah I'm yeah. sorry
1: I'm sorry <laughs> five hours a night I, I am a, I'm a consumer
0: mm.
1: right yep. in terms of I, I just can't go to bed if I read more like you said if I read if I came in and read a book I'd just be like I go to bed with a, sometimes an iPad on. I know, wait, wait, I break every rule in your healthy book. <laughs> I'm telling you now. But I know a lot of people listening will say,
0: I, did that Dude, too. I do that too. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: because if I go to bed, I can be my book. Like right now, I'm tired. I'm properly tired. I've had an average of about four to five the last six days.
0: For the listeners who cannot see you, mm. I mean, you look good.
1: I'm 55.
0: I know. I know you're 55. You look good. I
1: don't know how. <laughs> and I think I'm just going to keel over one day. <laughs> don't say that. But, hey. but no, I really do. But but no, this is truth. And I hate people coming to me and go, man, damn, you look the same. You do look they the say same. That, I know. You look the same as 25 years ago, you man. Do. I know. I know. But I think I'm masking this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I'm just going to croak. But um, no, so anyway. So I get up and I don't do the same thing every day, right? But. I have worked a way of sorting this sorting this out. Okay. Okay. I play golf. Don't even knock golf. It's brilliant. Okay. All right. Before you knock <laughs> Before it.
0: Before I <it> cast you. <laughs> right. I
1: don't have a dog, so I don't walk in the park. Okay. But I play golf about once or twice a week, which is like walking eight miles. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No, And it's getting good. fresh air, it's great. Um, I probably I have something called a kinesis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what kinesis is. It's like it's like a cable machine, but it's yep. And tidy is. I've had it ten years at home. It's pulleys, and it's and it's really good. And it's and if you're tired, say 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 you got dumbbells and you're doing chest press, and you've got a certain weight, and you're tired. and Someone say don't exercise tired. It's not good because you'd be like you'd be like you know. Whereas with pulleys, you can still exercise mm-hmm. and you can control
0: the resistance, the res- resistance,
1: yeah. which I think is really really important when you get older, not to just try and. Don't try and compete with them young boys. <laughs> don't even think about it. Even if you look like that. Don't even try, right? So I kind of watch what I eat. Thankfully, I have a very, very conscientious partner who is becoming, to treat, treating us like rabbits nowadays, man. She is on it hard. She, every, every week, it's like, I am not doing red meat anymore.
0: Oh, welcome. We, we would get along. We
1: ain't doing red meat no more. And I'm like, oh, uh what well, no not the death of red meat not me curry goat are you mad <laughs> i can't let that go lamb are you nuts no I'm, i don't care if you don't like hearing this
0: no uh, you, you need to
1: hear this mm. i've got incisors yeah <laughs> uh, you know i'm I, hey i'm, I'm plant a, powered i'm a carnivore right at my core to my core but i am no but so i am aware of what i eat i have a bowl of porridge every morning so i get a bed and i have a a dear friend now, Mark Foster. Used to be an Olympic swim, yeah. swimmer. he's a meet all these people through golf. Yeah, and Mark says to me, "I said Mark, my back sometimes, and because I sit down all day doing playlists for my shows, and I don't like, you know, I don't sit on a ball. I wish I could just sit on a ball. I need to get that sorted out." He said, "Trev, when you get up in the morning, just do fifty squats straight. Fires up your back. Fifty squats." 50 squats. If you do nothing, 50 squats and a little stretch. So I tend to do a little stretch, do a little Pilates. I've done that. I, I know my body. I know how to. I know where the aches are. I know how to stretch. I stretch my hip because a lot of people ignore their hips, and your hip is the reason you have a lot of shoulder. You know. So I'm aware, and I think the key thing I would say to people: just try and know your body. Yeah. More than than race to pump your muscles up or. Know your body, know how to...
0: Your body, and your that's the body, thing, yeah.
1: Know, know your body. So, porridge in the morning, regardless, first thing. Blueberries in there, some almonds, a little bit of added vitamin, powder, whatever you call it, I don't know. Tiny bit of honey to taste, because I do like my, my sweet things. Of course. Yeah, and then um, give it a gap, a couple slices of toast, treat myself to a coffee. Food-wise, never go mad, never go mad on pizzas or, sorry, <laughs> 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 things like that. But we eat well, Yeah, we eat quite well. And try to train for shorter periods of time. I used to do like over an hour. I used to box train at one point, and a mate who ran a gym, that was the best training ever. I would say to anybody, if you can ever go to a proper boxing gym and not be intimidated. And just get your head down because people respect you if you're just working. Mm, they tough. don't they don't stare at you. Yep. They just respect you're there, right? Because I was there and I'm twice the age of these guys. And I remember he used, to, he used to kill me. But afterwards, the feeling was amazing going home. I'd get home, be going home in the car dripping with sweat, going, yeah! I was like, so high. Um, yeah, so yeah. high. Unbelievable. Didn't look forward to it the next week. But couldn't wait till I was warm and getting into it and then we're in the ring. That was amazing. So, have you
0: ever got into running before? Everything? No, no,
1: no, no. My family have really bad knees. Okay. So I have a cross trainer at home. Mm-hmm. I have a setup at home. I have a cross trainer at home. I have a rowing machine. Okay. Rowing is brilliant. Yeah, I have a squat rack. You'd never believe I have a squat rack if you see my legs, but I do. I have a bench. <laughs> I have um, some free weights, and then in the bedroom I have this Kinesis machine. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd like to get a Pilates in my loft Pilates. I don't know what that is yet oh the one the Cadillac yeah whatever it is that's that's where I'm going that's where I'm heading my big problem at the moment is time Mm -hmm. so I don't exercise for more than 45 minutes at a time that way it doesn't stop me exercising because if you say to yourself if you lead lead a busy life and you say me exercising is an hour and 15 you'll never do it yep You won't do it, trust me. You'll find reasons. You'll say, I haven't got an hour and 15. Therefore, I'm not going to put my shorts on and I'm not going to exercise. You know, it's like saying, I don't run in the rain.
0: Well, I don't actually, but that's because of my hair.
1: Yeah, but but, you know what I mean? But you'll find something else to do. But a lot of people, you can't find reasons not to do stuff. So I try and make it as convenient as possible. And everybody says, mate, you still look fine.
0: Yep. I you know, mean, I can vouch to people that can't see it. Probably I twice a
1: week, I probably exercise yeah. and I and I get out there and play golf, and that is it. Awesome, that but, but it. it's
0: great that you shared. You know that a it doesn't have to be as you said, loads and loads of time, because you know for a lot of people that, as you said, it's like oh well, it's got to be all or it's not worth it. And yeah. actually, twenty minutes is better than no minutes. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Yeah. And that's not just exercise. That could be you know when you describe the golf, that's mm-hmm. actually you know you're ticking so many boxes with golf because you're outside, so yeah. you're getting as you said you know the mindful aspect. You're getting the, the big space you know breathing in oxygen
1: and it's hilly it's
0: hilly you're walking yeah. also the social aspects you're there with probably with friends it's like you're ticking so many boxes so I think you know mm. when it comes to looking at you know how do you actually keep well or, or whatever it doesn't have to be okay what's the gym regime what's the you know the the nutrition mm. like it's so many other factors as well that people need to consider. let me ask
1: you about the sleep you cut you just regress you just gave me a look of death when I said <laughs> I don't get enough sleep what's your take on it because I did go to a sleep therapist in Harley Street, okay, and he was—he he lived in the same block as me at one point, and he got me on a diary. He got me he to keep a diary. It just didn't work for me. Just okay. didn't work for me. Mm. My mind does not shut down. It doesn't shut down. Yep. And um, it's a problem. The quieter it is, the more awake I am. Okay. That's why I have to have some background noise on. Um, It's not fair on my partner, so that's why the earphone goes in, the iPad's out, and I watched some boring-ass documentary, which just knocks me out.
0: Okay, I've got a couple of things. So, Mm. I mean, I can share with you maybe after, because the guests have probably heard a lot from me about about sleep, and I actually had an episode with a sleep scientist, and, and there's lots of personal reasons that I wanted to dive deep into sleep. Mm-hmm. However, what I would suggest if you've never heard of it or tried it is breath work. I, now, okay, let me just say something to I came to, to say that to you. Yeah, so so that for me, like I'm Grieving. not someone who uh, has ever done meditation, mm-hmm. especially the conventional like sit here, yeah. quiet your mind, close your eyes. No, I've got energy. I want to be moving and yeah. I can't block things out. If anything, I think trying to sit and meditate is just makes me kind of stressed. So, when I tried breath work, basically there's an app, it's called Fit. It's a, uh, an app that's got all different fitness offerings from mm-hmm. cardio strength and there's the breathwork guy on there called Richie Bostock now i tried that oh my goodness it is like a hack for getting straight into that what other people might get from meditation but there's different there's breathwork classes that will I- increase your energy and like wake you up for the day and then there's some wind down One ones once, yeah. oh my goodness after doing that you sleep like a baby
1: i will say this to you i was i came here to talk about breathing yes. i have the worst breathing and I okay. know it's an issue. Okay. And sometimes, because the good thing about having one of those watches, mm-hmm. uh, a, when I go to to golf, I wear my, my Apple Watch, yeah. right? And it's, and it, you know, you complete your rings and stuff. And it, I always feel, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but then occasionally I'll be driving and I'll, when I concentrate, I hold my breath without realizing it. Okay. And it'll just go, breathe. It just like, slap me and told me to breathe. And I, oh yeah. And I don't. Breathe into my diaphragm properly, I just short breaths because I come into the house late and I believe by holding my breath I'm not making much noise. Okay. And I've been like that for years, I climb stairs and I hold my breath and I... And I keep it in. I just It's crazy. It's weird. It's okay, just weird. I'm going to set
0: you up. I'm mm. going to hook you up. Okay. You're going to try this. There's 25-minute yep. ones, so it's nice and short and sweet. Mm-hmm. And I want feedback because, honestly, it's mm. been a game changer for me. Okay. You know, hearing you, like I said, the reason I winced so much perhaps when you were talking before, and I, you know, I joke, but it is serious because, mm. you know, you can maintain this. And obviously, like, I'm saying, oh, you look good, and you might feel good now. But, you know, you don't want to hit a point where you're, like, actually – you're going to crash and burn or you're going to get, you know, some chronic, you know, you, would, God willing, it's never going to happen. But, mm. you know, things like sleep, there's a reason that our bodies repair. sleep, repair. we repair, you know, also the cognitive function. There's a lot going on inside. Mm. And I think, to be honest, even though the science is, is really going deep on sleep right now, there's still so much that they don't actually know. But one thing that I do know is that we are the only species on the entire planet that will deprive themselves of sleep oh, yeah. voluntarily. Yeah. No uh, other species. And can I say,
1: living in London... I don't know anyone in London who gets a good night's sleep. Okay. Most people. Every time I, yeah, everyone, you know, every cab driver I, I'm in with, everybody I meet, mm-hmm. I, very few people say to me, "Oh yeah, I love sleeping. I get a good ten hours." Yeah. yeah. You just you, you know, the pressure yeah. of living in this city, the pressure of paying your rent, and pressure. Not not so much me, but every you know people mm-hmm. I like meet, I I see it. Yeah. The pressure of living in shared accommodation, the noise, the the lack of peaceful the pressure of bills the pressure of of it's a lot of stress it's a lot of stress bringing up kids Mm. it's a lot of stress Yeah, you know
0: so with all that then we've discussed so many things Uh, would you be able to give the listeners of this show something to try this week often ask for like a power hour challenge or just something doesn't even have to be a challenge but something that they could maybe consider to get outside their comfort zone I mean we talked about so many things didn't we work ethic Mm -hmm. you know um, failure uh, Mariah Carey like so many things but yeah can you think of anything I don't
1: know I touched on something and I don't know if this is I don't know if this is going to work for you but I I went to a prison two days ago for the first time to do something similar Mm -hmm. to what I'm doing but it wasn't a podcast it was you know and these guys are in these guys are working in a radio station in a prison I get six hours working in it I said you're so lucky you guys you're very very lucky and I said, we know. You know what I mean? Six hours a day here. So don't screw up, you know, make it. And I was telling them about stuff and I said, them, um, just before about my career and stuff. And I said, do you know, I'd like to think I'm a nice guy. And I don't, and I'm just in my lane. But envy is a powerful, powerful motivation or destroyer. It can be very destructive. And we all have it in us. To be envious of somebody at some point in our life. You think, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not the sort, I'm not the jealous type of person. But there's not a person I know on this planet who hasn't been jealous of somebody at some point. Mm-hmm. And it will either destroy you or it will motivate you. I'm trying to use this in some way. I'm trying to, I'm trying, to, I don't know if this is a challenge I can, I, this could, yeah. could be an unusual one for you. Okay. So I'm just thinking. I remember, I'm not going to say who or why or when, but I remember getting that feeling once. And I hated it. You know, like, I hated it. Like, you know, when you're denying that you like somebody, you fancy somebody and you're denying, <laughs> you're doing it publicly, but you know deep down inside you do like them. You know that feeling? It's a horrible feeling. <laughs> it's a horrible feeling. Well, envy's the same. Mm. I think if, for example, if someone sat here in front of you and was really envious of you, um, and they they were two faced about it and left and went, I hate that. Or they'd leave and go, I'm going to do what she's doing. Yes. But better.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. But
1: better. So, and that just came to me. And I I, I don't know how we can turn this into any sort of challenge for people, but I think everybody listening, Mm -hmm. and there may be some people listening going, No, no, I'm not just of anybody. That's not my world. I've conditioned myself not to be. It will still hit you at some point. Yep. Because there's going to be someone nicer than you. (laughs) (laughs) who can prove to you that their world's even rosier than yours, right? And then you'll feel a pang of envy. They've got the perfect life or they've got the perfect this or they've got the perfect that. So I don't know how we can, how can we turn this into some sort of challenge? Can we sort of say, identify the thing. Identify the thing that makes you green with envy.
0: Mm -hmm. And then channel it into motivation.
1: Channel it into motivation. That doesn't mean you can compete with the person or the thing. Just channel it. A different, because if it's having a negative effect on your mind state, flip it and understand it's all right to be green with envy. It's an emotion. You, it's like love. It's an emotion you cannot control. It's impossible. Trust me. It's impossible. Someone could put the telly on. Someone could walk past and like my missus likes trash TV. We do meet on good documentaries and good series, but she sometimes I catch her watching some absolute. <laughs> I watch her watching the Kardashians, right? In my house, that would be normally banned, but she's there watching it, and I get it. I get it. It's escape. It's escapism. Um, and I said, to, I sat there and I said to her, what, "What is it you like about it so much?" Ah, mm. oh, you know. But she works in fashion. Yeah. So I don't. But I'm like, but that's. The woman's got a stick on ass. What's going on, <laughs> right? How can you find that? I don't, I don't, you don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying she's not attractive, but I, you know, these, this, this is me, and and yet yeah, my girl's really tiny, right? But she, no, I just escapism. I like looking at the houses. I just like looking at the way they live. It's just like, mm. you know, she's not jealous. Mm. I don't, I don't think yeah. we live okay. But you it's know, what
0: like mean? a fantasy, world. it's not yeah, like it's a, a real. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she were, and I do think a lot of people would look at it and say, "I wish I was Kim." I wish I was Courtney, I wish I was Kyle, I wish I was one of them. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people watch it yeah. in that way. And it's joyous envy in a way, sort of, because it's... Just, but I'm sure there are some people watching, go, oh. yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: But yeah, exactly, but they're still watching. They still There's watch those it, people yeah. that go, I hate yeah. them. Yeah. and it, yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. maybe the
1: Kardashians is a bad example. Just, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. But, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I find a lot of people are motivated by envy mm. because of the way they talk when I see them. Sure. I can tell. I can tell I meet a lot of rappers who are praising Stormzy on the one hand, but on the other hand, you can feel you know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, don't be yeah, a
0: hater. Yeah, don't be a hater. No, but I think but like, I'm
1: saying there is a way of making it. it well, I, I remember channeling it, yeah. not to try and outdo the person, but just to, hang on, this person, two years before, was telling me they're going to do this and that, and I was saying, stop living in a fantasy, bro, in my head. But I was kind of supportive. But I was in my head going, really? And then that person became super successful. And I was like, whoa, whoa. When did that happen on my watch? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's my friend. I've told him the other day, actually. And I got a pang of envy. It was horrible. I just said, well, get out. Get out of my body. You know, I don't want you in there. Get out. I, that's my, you know, but it wasn't that I didn't like him. I just didn't like what happened to him because it not so much it didn't happen to me because I wasn't trying to do the same thing as him. But it just, It's a
0: human emotion. It is a
1: human emotion, but I hated myself for feeling yeah. it. Right. It was really weird. But all I did was knuckle down and it motivated me more because I was actually proud to know that somebody I knew had become something. Do you get what I mean? It, yep. You have to jump that hurdle. Yeah, you have I to jump it. it and you have to really be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, why are you so pissed off all the time? Or why are you, you know, why are you fake happy? Mm-hmm. Or why are you, what are you masking? Just, 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 just channel it mm-hmm. and be and positive. The, yeah, yeah the, the world's a lovely place, you know. Yeah. We, we really mm-hmm. do half glass, half empty, glass, half full. Yeah. You know, I'm a glass, half empty guy in the sense that everything I've got I'm really. Ha- I, I, it's really weird. I'm really happy for everything I've done and I've got, but I don't get gassed about it. I play it down so much you'd think I had nothing. You know. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I I apologize for everything I've got all the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas there are people I know who have got a tenth of what I've got, and they talk as if they're the yeah. CEO of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know because that that's how they see life. I see life. The, I, I always have this thing that. Can you swear on this podcast? <laughs> Go
0: ahead.
1: Not swear, but you know what I mean. My people say, "What's your what's your mantra? What's your saying?" And I say things like, "Shit's always waiting around the corner. Just when you're really happy, something bad's gonna happen. It no. always happens. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know." But you could flip that and say, "Enjoy every day."
0: Yes. Do yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Enjoy
1: yeah. every day, every single day. Really take. And I'm as I get older, I'm beginning to enjoy my life more than when I was really in it mm. 20 years ago. Really every day, just just working so hard and trying to do stuff. And I think you, you mentioned Whitney and all those interviews and Jay Z and Beyonce and Mariah. And I didn't really enjoy any of that. Not at all.
0: Wow.
1: I'd wake up in the morning and they say, right, it's Lauren today. And I'd be like, wow, well, I can't wait to talk to Lauren about the miseducation. this the baddest album ever. I can't believe she's delivered. Oh my God. wait till I But then that day, all I'm thinking is I want it to be over because I want it to be good. Okay. So I just want it over with. I've got no time to be enjoying myself. Yeah, I look like I'm enjoying myself. I'm asking the questions and I'm, I'm living on the edge a bit because I haven't done the massive research I'm supposed to do because I want to have a conversation. and you know, But I want it over with. I want it edited. I want it done. I want to see it next week on the show and then go, I'm happy with that. Okay. But you but don't enjoy process, it. Yeah, yeah you do, Like when your podcast is edited, when it's mm. done, when you mm. listen back and you go, I like, that was really good. Yeah. The feeling is so much better than just before. For me.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I'm not into the during, I'm not into the before, I'm into the after.
0: Wow. Well, that's actually, you know, it's kind of perfect for my closing question. And I ask every guest this and I don't want this to end. So I don't want it to be the last (laughs) question. We did make this part one. Yeah. Oh, part one. Okay. great. We've got
1: loads to talk about.
0: Well, the closing question Mm. I ask everyone is actually all about time. And when you were saying Mm. then, you know, 20 years looking back, you know, it's uh, firstly, you know, I value time so much. And there's so many reasons. But I just think that it is the most valuable thing you can give to someone. We can't get more of it. You know, if you could buy it, it would be sold out and we'd be very, you know.
1: I'm chasing my tail. And I don't like it. Okay. I'm still chasing my tail, but go on. Well,
0: the question is, yeah. what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you?
1: Oh, as in me being on this earth twice as long as you, you Not twice <laughs> as long, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that what's sort the of most thing.
0: valuable lesson you think you've learned? <sighs> wow.
1: Oh, there's so many, so many. There isn't, a one, there isn't one particular thing. Tomorrow is always better. It's all. It's never as bad as you think it is. It really isn't. Okay. You know, um, gosh, I don't know. Oh, it's really hard. That's that's. It's I know it's a tough it's, question, it's but I guess for where
0: you're at right now, yeah, tomorrow is always better. I love
1: that. It's it's it is. I, you know, you listen. You're entitled to wake up in a in a funk for no reason at all. I'm not talking about having a mental illness or anything like that because I think if I had one, it would have appeared because I've been through a lot. I've been divorced. I've had stress with my son, I've had, you know, I've had all that stuff, right? Um, And, I mean, I've been down, proper down, you know, no money, everything, you know. Uh, Retired when I was 30 from everything. What? With nothing in the bank, nothing. Retired, literally retired, right? Because I didn't want it anymore, you know, all these sort of things. But it never never killed me, you know. Mm. Um, And every time I feel really... I wake up and I'm just like you know what don't talk to me no one does I just ugh, workload's killing me I just don't want to look I don't look at my diary for example it scares the hell out of me so um but something just perks me up tomorrow's always it could be something at work it could be something that makes me laugh it could be the cat it could be my fish I've got fish I feed them every morning outside and they are really calming um, but tomorrow is, I've learned that tomorrow is always a better day, it is a better day, no matter how bad you feel, tomorrow can be better, it will be better. I, I think it's a simple thing, and it's a complete opposite to that whole mantra of mine of shit is always waiting around the corner, mm-hmm. which is my way of keeping myself down, because I've always kept myself down, I've never gassed myself up, I ne- you know, I will never ever say I'm great. You know,
0: you got a lot of other people to say. Well, that, you?
1: Yeah, it's lovely, mm. right? And I'm, but I think you know you can tell I'm being genuine. I just don't function like that, yeah. you know. I just I just go about in business. But I do have a moment every now and again where I go, "Damn, I've done good, haven't I?" You know, <laughs> you know? no, but occasionally, you know, yeah. you know what? I, I, just some days I, I walk around with a bounce on my own in my house, and I go, "Damn, you done all right, boy?" Yeah. You know, you know, you just you need those bouncy days. You need those days because. If you work somewhere where you haven't enjoyed it, you know, like, like I said, work's a four-letter word, and you, have, you don't enjoy it, and then you work somewhere you do enjoy it, life is so much better. If you've shared a flat with someone who is just awful, dirty, unhelpful, just doesn't pay the rent on time with you or whatever, just, and then you find a great flat, mate. it's amazing. Life's so much better. And, you know, little things, mm. little things. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the most profound thing ever, but... No, I love
0: it. I you know, love it. It's, and it's, it's, it's right on point, you know, yeah. like you said about... I don't know if you are glass half empty, because that sounds very optimistic to me. Yeah. Tomorrow is always better.
1: I'm faking it with a glass <laughs> half empty. I'm faking it with the shit it's always. I, I think I'm denying myself happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep it... You know what it is? It's because so many of my peers and where I come from is so working class. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know... My dad was a bus conductor. My mum was a childminder. They had to do that in the 60s. Mm. They were Windrush, just post-Windrush. You know what I mean? Yeah. They went through a lot. Mm. They hid it from us, you know. I've always been understanding of what they couldn't give me, you know. Yeah. Hence me doing a 15-year-old, getting a part-time job and never asking them for money.
0: But you'll never forget it. You can't. I
1: won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I mean, that MBE business, I only accepted it because of them. I don't like the empire word. But I accepted it because I thought my mum and dad... Would love to know they had a kid who got an MBE. Mm. You know, and that's like It's
0: beautiful. It's great. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of things that keep me
1: young, girl. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> sometimes well. you've got to tap into it. Yeah. You know. Working in working at One Extra is a is a great way. Still I cling on to that show at One Extra because I, I'm going there now. Yeah because it just puts us it, they just make me laugh young yeah, people just constantly yeah the energy is crazy
0: cool i love it i love it well like i said i could talk to you all day um, i've got so yeah i mean part two we'll, we'll keep it for part two but thank you so so much for giving me your time for being here for being so candid and so honest i really just absolutely loved it i know the listeners are going to love it too i'm sure that yeah um well we'll we'll see
1: you also be the first podcast I've ever listened the second one I've ever listened to
0: yes (laughs) hear it people hear it and I'm going to hook you up straight after the show with the breath work too thank you so thank you so much for listening Remember, you can rate you can review you can only good only good no dude (laughs) be honest be honest yeah be honest tell us what you think reach out and have an awesome awesome week thanks for listening thank you Trevor thank you bye